Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Are you or your team performing all possible vendor validations? Do you know which documents have the key data you need to confirm that the vendor you are about to create or update is real? Be sure by downloading the vendor validation reference list. It also has links to all the resources listed. Download at www. Dot Deborah D E B R A R Richardson R I C H A R D S O N dot com. I know that due to recent events, many of you are putting in extra effort to convert check payment vendors to ACH EFT. Well, cyber criminals also know this and they are taking advantage. Think that Digital Partners reported that hackers attacked world businesses 22 million times between April 13th and April 19th. So this episode, I talk about ways you can automate authentication to avoid fraud when you are using a manual process to update your vendor bank details. What do I mean by that? Keep listening. Welcome to episode 83. Are your vendor processes manual? Here are automated options for authenticating vendor bank change requests. I recently hosted a webinar. It was called Protecting Vendor Bank Details When Changes Are Received Via Email Beyond the Phone Call, where the focus was on authentication. I gave a step-by-step process to authenticate the vendor or the internal employee when your vendor bank change process is still manual. So I gave some manual ways to authenticate, but then I talked about options to automate that authentication process. And so here I want to share with you those options that can be used with your manual bank change process. So first I want to talk about what is authentication and why should you care? Why should you authenticate? So you may have heard me talk about authentication before. It is the first step in my proprietary authentication validation management process to ensure real vendors and avoid fraud and regulatory fines. And the point of authentication is to avoid fraud by confirming the data source or the delivery method sending the vendor documentation. The same way that your bank has you log into their site or app or recognizes your phone number when you call in and then ask you for one or two more pieces of information before you can access information on your account, 
It's the same way that you need to treat the request to change vendor bank details. Now in that webinar that I mentioned earlier, I actually demonstrated how to add authentication to your manual process. And it was how to add that manual step or steps for authentication. And I'll put a link to that on-demand webinar recording in case you wanna listen to it. Now also in that webinar, in addition to the manual authentication steps I demoed, I also talked about some automation surrounding authentication because the authentication steps can add additional time um, because you have to go back to the vendor or the employee that submitted the original request. So, you know, any option that can automate this process by authenticating the data source, the delivery method, or even the bank details can reduce the time it takes to process a request. And so now I am going to talk about options to automate authentication. So I have four of them. The first one you may already be using, and that's a pre-node. Now, a pre-notification is a $0 entry using the automated clearinghouse system to validate the vendor or employee or consumer routing number and bank account prior to submitting the actual transaction. Now it provides authentication of the vendor bank details and a pro or a benefit for using is that most ERPs have the functionality to send a pre-notification. A con is that banks are not required to return the bank account holder name, which means you are unable to confirm that it actually matches your vendor legal name. So the bank account may be a valid bank account where you can make deposits, but you don't know that it matches your vendor's legal name. Now the second one is a permission code and this is technology developed by the Authority Network Inc. And they were actually a uh, partner on the webinar and they did a demo of this permission code technology. And what it does is it authorizes the transaction by requiring the vendor to send a permission code with the bank details change request, which will then be verified by the vendor team in the portal that generated the permission code. So you might be wondering, what is a permission code and how is it generated? Well, there is a portal that the vendor team or that the buyer, the client will use and they will actually set the vendor up in that portal and then they will send the vendor an invite and that invite will be used to download an app and that app when then downloaded by the vendor is used to generate a permission code that is then submitted with the request. So what this does is it provides authentication of the vendor because when the vendor team receives that request, they can go into the portal and verify that the permission code is valid. Now, a pro to this is the fact that the request to change the banking arrives via email already with authentication. 
Also, really good news is that it does not require the vendor to register in the portal. All they have to do is download the app. Now, in conjunction with that, a con is that because the vendor has to download an app to generate this permission code, there could be issues with employee turnover. So if the vendor's employee is leaving the company and they are the ones that normally submits a request, then you just need to make sure that it's added to the security checklist so that it's accounted for. And it's the same way that we all did when we used uh, tokens to access business bank accounts. So same thing. Now, also, if you want to see that demo, again, you can watch the on-demand webinar recording, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Number three is a vendor e-invoicing portal. Now, it requires a vendor or employee to successfully log in using valid credentials to access the invoice payment status or submit invoices. Now, I purposely omitted vendor self-registration portals because if you had a vendor self-registration portal, then the bank change process would not be manual. Your vendor would go in, log themselves in successfully, and then maintain their own um, registration or profile and update their bank uh, banking details as necessary. But here we're just talking about that vendor e-invoicing portal and you may not have thought about using it this way, but it does provide authentication of the vendor or employee. And a pro is, is that if the portal can accept uploaded documents, then vendors can securely upload bank change requests. This does add a value-added function to an existing portal that the vendor is already using, that your team is already using. Now, I don't know about the features of every e-invoicing tool that's out there, but it's worth a check to see if you have the ability to get that bank change request out of email and into a secure tool that your company and your vendor are already using. Now there are a couple of cons here. One is that not all portals have this capability. Um, also, there may be additional access required for that tool or that portal for those that process vendor bank change requests. So typically, if we're talking an e-invoicing portal and you have a whole separate team that processes vendor requests, they don't typically have access to that. So if you add the upload of bank detail documents, then you would need to add that team to that tool. Now the fourth one is Early Warning or GAIAC Systems. And what they do is they provide bank account ownership validation based on a database that is populated by U.S. banks voluntarily contributing their data. Now, the difference between early warning and GAIAC systems, you may have heard me talk about this before on a podcast or on a blog post. And while they both use the same database, those companies that bank with one of the, I believe it's six or seven banks, 
JP Morgan is one, Bank of America is one, Citi is one. But if you bank with one of those six or seven banks, then you would go with early warning. If you don't bank with one of those six or seven banks, then you would work with Gaiac, who is their reseller. Now what they do is they will authenticate or provide authentication of the vendor bank details. And a pro is, is that unlike the pre-note, part of the service is to provide the bank account holder name. And of course, with the bank account holder name, you can then match it to your vendor's legal name. Now a con is that it is for US banks only. And I mentioned earlier that U.S. banks voluntarily contribute their data, which means a coverage can be low in areas where there are smaller banks or credit unions that just don't have the staff to submit the data. So if your vendor's bank is one of the banks that does not contribute or voluntarily contribute to this database, you may not be able to use this service to validate that vendor's banking details. Okay, so those are the four options to automate authentication, the pre-note, the permission code with the authority network, um, the vendor e-invoicing portal if you have one, and then also early warning or GAIAC. Now, if you want more information or want to learn how you could possibly eliminate that vendor confirmation call using authentication, then you really do want to check out the on-demand webinar recording, Protecting Vendor Bank Details When Changes Are Received Via Email Beyond the Phone Call. I give two ways to authenticate as part of your manual process that when combined could eliminate the need for that vendor phone call. Now this could be useful as many companies, maybe yours too, are looking at creating or revising their processes to incorporate remote work. And as many of you found out, working remotely, especially abruptly so, making that vendor phone call to confirm bank change request became more difficult. So again, I'll leave a link to that on-demand recording in the show notes. Thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 83rd episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. Stay happy.